Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. Welcome to Soul Talks. We're so glad to have you joining us as we continue this series on healthy feelings and faith. We're going through the heart of Journey of the Soul, uh, particularly the, the inner journey of increasing emotional awareness and intimacy with Jesus that propels us into the second half of the Christ ages, and it's been fun to, to go, go deeper into the Journey of the Soul material. And today, we're going to be talking about unhurried time to feel God's presence, and we have a special guest with us, our friend, uh, from uh, Rwanda, Africa, Arissa Mutabazi. Welcome, Welcome Arissa. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really so glad. I appreciate the opportunity to have been part of the retreat last week. Yes, and now we have you on Soul Talks. So tell, tell our listeners about uh, who you are and, and what you do in Rwanda. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, my name's uh, Arissa Mutabazi. Uh, I come from Rwanda. By the grace of God, I'm a senior pastor with the St. Etienne Cathedral, which is the Anglican Church Cathedral in Chigali, the main city of Rwanda. So I'm uh, the sub-dean and senior pastor, um, and I serve as a leader of, the, of a team of pastors. But also I work with Hope International. Uh, Hope International is a Christian micro-enterprise organization, and so my role um, is as a regional director. I support our programs on the Africa region. Yeah. Thank you. And we love Hope International. <clears throat> Christy and I have been donating to and supporting uh, Hope for uh, over a dozen years now and uh, really enjoyed being involved with some of the leadership there and helping Hope in its uh, mission to be Christ-centered and to develop uh, the pastors and the leaders and in their uh, intimacy with Jesus and their mm. soul care and just to be healthy in their uh, community and their ministry. Yeah, thank you so much, Bill and Christy, for being part of Hope International's ministry. So you were with us at the Soul Shepherding Institute retreat last week uh, in Idlewild, California. Uh, came all the way from Rwanda. And so tell us about your experience, especially you were sharing that your experience in solitude and silence was really dramatic for you. Yeah, I mean, um, the, the Soul Shepherding retreat last week was uh, overwhelmingly good to me. Uh, many of the rhythms that uh, we we you modeled for us were really new, uh, most especially the solitude and silence. Um, I come from a tradition that, you know, we are more expressive. We like to worship. We like to fill every moment with worship and discussions and conversations. And so we express our worship through words and through singing and through actions. That does not leave much time to be silent. And of course, with uh, technology, with social media, with all things going around, family, community, and so on, it doesn't leave much time to be silent before the Lord. So this was a great opportunity for me, um, yeah, to learn to be still, just be still and quiet before the Lord, and just listen. In my spiritual journey, I have had you know time to reflect on the Word, on the on the Bible, and just you know read and pray, personal time. But I didn't have the the rhythm, the practice of just being silent with, with no list of prayer items you know, to pray for or no you know, list of topics to be thinking about or no 
problem to be reflecting on and and seeking God's wisdom like no particular agenda this was really new and uh, it was a little bit new it was new and therefore a little bit different and um I didn't get there like the first time but I think it's going to be a very good practice and rhythm for me in my spiritual journey going forward Yeah, so over the course of the institute, there were a, f- a few days where you had, uh, we all had five hours that we call TLC time for To Love Christ. And so yeah, I think you're saying that the first day in the TLC time, the uh, the unhurried time with Jesus, that it was hard for you. You were, uh, you were distracted and uh, restless and your mind was going in lots of different directions. Yeah, you know, I, 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 when, when we did the TLC, I just realized something I wasn't aware of that when you go silent you know things come up and fill the silence and there are many things coming up some are recurrent situations family work or you know covid related all those things some of them are really way back in history things that you even forgot about things that maybe you didn't resolve in your mind things maybe you didn't you suppressed kept on suppressing things keep popping up And so that was a bit of a challenge for me uh, for the first one hour, one hour and a half um, because they kept coming and coming and popping up. And um, I remember taking time and praying and saying, God, well, these things are good to be thinking about and they're important, but can you take them away for this moment? Can you allow me to focus? Can you allow me to commit this time just me and you and to listen to you? Then you know an idea came to me and i started walking up in the forest and wandered around and uh, and then when i came back it kind of got into the rhythm of just being silent and some of the things that were popping up you know didn't come again mm-hmm. yeah you were able to experience a, a letting go and and trusting and releasing them to the lord right i i was able to release them to the lord and say lord you know i put them in your hands but can 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 they not interfere with this time this special time and uh yeah uh, uh, i'm thankful that it you know i felt like it happened and the lord really took over the time with me and 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 um focused so you were moving quieter slower and deeper into a relational mode with the lord where uh, instead of uh thinking and analyzing and solving sort of your your problems or uh keeping your mind busy you were uh, being present and being emotionally present to relate with God uh, in a, uh, a gentler, quieter, in a, in a more like uh, open listening way. Right, and really um, a more resting way. Like, yeah. Because when those things keep popping up, you know, you're struggling with this, you know, when you're struggling to try to keep them away, but also struggling, you know, remembering them and trying to find solutions to them and trying to answer the questions that come. I'm thankful that I reached a point where I felt like I'm resting them. I'm submitting all those to the Lord and I'm just resting and calming down and just being silent and listening, you know. And my mind was kind of more settled and more calm. Sometimes in America, we hear people talk about how they have busy brain. And they, it's like they can't turn their brain off and it keeps them from resting and from being present to God and noticing what he's doing and hearing his voice. Do you relate to that? Yeah, I mean, that that is a, a very common, I guess, very common phenomenon. I think human being, you know, is as such. There are many things, that, that that's what happened to me, many things that were coming up from all different 
spheres of life, of my personal life, of my job, my role, my responsibilities, all sorts of things coming up. And so I do relate to that. And that's what was happening to me before I, um, before God allowed me that silent moment. Yeah, because you carry a lot of responsibility. I mean, you lead a large church and a staff. You are the leader of a large family. You lead a farm that you have. It's kind of, you know, personal property and farming. You have the Hope International work and responsibilities, which I think you said involves traveling once a month to another country because you're leading teams in other countries as well as in Rwanda. So this is a lot of responsibility, a lot of things to distract you. Right. Uh, so many things, job-related, family-related, church-related, relational, community, and even, the, you know, the con- contextual things, contemporary things like the COVID situation. We are in a lockdown right now in Rwanda. This is the third lockdown. The COVID cases have been spiking uh, since the beginning of June. You know, how it affects the economy, how it, you know, so many things, you know, that really keep popping from all, this, all the spheres of life. And uh, I realize how if one does not find the time to be silent, these things can keep your mind, your brain busy 24-7, and they just don't allow you to relate with God. So I wonder, was there any resistance of kind of, well, I don't have time for this. (laughs) Did you feel that at all? Did you feel any disappointment when you heard how much time we were going to ask you to spend alone with Jesus or did you feel like that that was a waste of some of the time was there any of that kind of resistance for me it was more am I going going, going to be able to use that time uh-huh. rather yeah. than it's too much time why okay. because uh, I'd been praying for this I've been preparing my my heart and my mind for this mm-hmm. uh, the last you know few months and and I've been kind of setting getting ready kind of preparing myself so it was much more you know to do with Am I going to be able to learn and adopt and and be able to do it and be silent for that many of hours, that many number of hours, rather than whether it is necessary or not? Mm-hmm. So somebody listening might might say, "Well, so if you're have all this time in God's presence and you're uh, these things are coming to mind, you different responsibilities and uh, different challenges and uh, the needs of your your family, the people you work with, your country. Well, why wouldn't you just take that time?" And pray about those things, and aren't aren't you just like denying the stress in order to experience a peace? And I, I think what we need to say here is that well, actually, what what you're doing, Arissa, and what all of us are doing here in the Institute Retreat in the TLC time is that we are we're praying about the things in our life and family and ministry in a different way instead of praying in a way that's uh, problem-solving with, with an agenda and this, this busy brain. We are praying in an, in an abiding way, in a being-in-God-presence way, mm-hmm. in a uh, taking the different uh, stressors and challenges and needs, and we're, we're releasing them to the Lord with our heart's intention. We're saying, mm-hmm. God, I, I entrust this, this person, this situation, this need. I entrust this to you. And then we're, we're being like... Um, like Mary in the story of Jesus at the home of Mary and Martha, and Martha's very busy in the kitchen preparing the meal, which which is a wonderful thing for her to be hospitable, but she's getting very stressed about it, and she's anxious about it, and she's uh, getting frustrated, and she's sort of running her own program there. And Mary, on the other hand, is in this relational mode with Jesus, 
And then so uh, when Martha gets frustrated uh, at, at Mary and, and sort of complains to Jesus, Jesus essentially says to her, well, Mary has chose what's best. It's, it's to be in my presence and mm-hmm. it's to be, be quiet and still before me and to, to let me love her and, and to love me. And that's what I want you to learn, Martha, is to be in a relational mode with me while you're working in the kitchen. Now, I'm adding some things here, but uh-huh. this is, I think, what Jesus' uh, mindset and purpose is in talking to Martha. And so that's, that's what I see you doing there, Arissa, is you're taking the different things that are coming into your mind because the, the disciplines of solitude and silence are working. This is part of what they're supposed to do is to help us to, to feel and to uh, experience the things in our life that are coming after us, or like you even mentioned some memories from the past that, that begin to come up. And so God uses this quiet space as a, as a cleansing or, or a cathartic release because mm-hmm. as, the, as the memories, the feelings, the thoughts, uh, the challenges come to us, and then we, we submit that to the Lord, we relinquish that to the Lord, and then we choose to be like Mary in Mary's posture of this intimacy with Jesus then the Lord takes care of those things uh-huh. that we're concerned about as we, we love on, on God and God loves on us. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with, with all you just said. Um, I think there's, a, there's a, a place for prayer, for coming to the Lord in prayer. There's a place for that, for uh, praying for our own needs and for intercessions, for other, other things around us. So there's time for that. And, and we're really pouring our heart to the Lord through prayer. So the Lord uh, he, he listens to us and 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 um, and responds to us because He loves us so much and He will respond. We'll knock the door and He'll open for us. So there's a place for that. Um, what I learned uh, through this retreat is, you know, uh, this silent and solitude and silent time is more of listening to God, which is a higher level of submission. You're kind of saying, God, I'm just here. You know, I'm not bringing any. Prayer items. I'm not. I don't have a. Li- I'm not bringing a list of prayer items. I'm just being here to listen to hear what you have for me, and and why I found that to be very important is then we get to know what God's will is for us at the moment, at the time. We get to hear what God leading is, what God um, requires of us. We get to hear God's agenda, not our agenda. You know, and and so. For me, that's a huge difference because when I go to God, the Lord in prayer, uh, I'm I'm telling Lord, the God what is what I have on my heart, you know, and He listens. But I don't. In, through prayer, there isn't much opportunity to be listening to what God is telling me, and so I, for me, that's a huge difference. And I think there's a place for both and for both and other prayer rhythms that all join together for our um, spiritual journey. Yeah, so you're describing uh, two general rhythms of prayer, the, the one being uh, intercessory prayer where we have specific concerns and petitions for ourselves, for other people, our family, our work, and so forth. And then we, we, we talk to God about these things, and, and we ask for God's help and grace and wisdom, and that's important. And then there's this other way of praying that we might call like abiding prayer or uh, intimacy with God, but mm-hmm. it's more uh, being in God's presence and being open, opening our, our mind, opening our heart to, to sense God's presence, to hear God's voice. Yep, and, and that second one, you know, opening our minds and being silent and still and hearing God's voice for me is a huge takeaway from this retreat. And um, I pray that the Lord will, will help me to keep 
the discipline uh, because at my age and and where I, the stage I am in my life and ministry, I'm yearning for you know a reorientation or reaffirmation or refilling, and I think uh, through listening, being still and listening, being quiet and listening, um, the Lord will give me you know will inspire me more for the rest of my journey. And we've been talking uh, how much the the other pastors and leaders and people of Rwanda need to learn this more quiet way of prayer and spending time in solitude and silence. And you, you have a, a big heart for this to teach your people. And this Soul Shepherding Retreat on uh, spiritual formation was our topic. So we also had quite a bit of, of discussion and uh, Bible study and meditation around the topic of emotions and empathy and uh, sharing our, our hearts with God and feeling God's presence. And so how would you describe that part of your experience? Well, yeah, I mean, those other rhythms were equally uh, important, uh, especially, um, you know, the sharing of emotions and giving um, empathy. I've been tr- learning along the way to be a listener and um, and uh, t- to to not be giving directives or solutions or not begin being giving you know advice but listening and and carefully helping the individuals to walk through their situation and to find their own solutions so but um there were a few things that I gleaned from that session especially around being you know empathy and and uh, you know appreciating them and and you know giving them some positive feedback and that encourages them and feels their feels makes them feel that they're in control of their situations of their life and then encouraging them to continue the path. I think that is something that would be important for pastors. I know the temptation for pastors really to quickly, you know, read the Bible, find a find a response in the Bible or even judgment, you know, find out who was wrong, who was right and what they should have done and what they should not have done. So I find that as a very good uh, rhythm as well that uh, would be helpful for the pastors in Rwanda. You were saying that typically in Rwanda when someone talks to their pastor, the way the pastor and the person thinks about this is the pastor is going to like find a Bible verse or some scriptural advice to give them to solve their problem. And so the listening is mostly around getting at the problem and then giving giving some advice. Right, and, and sometimes really not even getting to the actual problem mm-hmm. because that requires listening and walking through, you know, many steps. But often it is more, you know, this is the problem. I get it. I understand it. This is a Bible verse. Let us pray, you know, or sometimes advice, you know, don't do this again or don't speak like this again or you should never have done this or they were wrong to have done that and then find a Bible verse and sometimes the Bible verses are telling us of stories of failure, somebody who failed to do something. And so, and then pray. The pastors have the love and the passion. They want to really help. They want really to encourage the individual, but that's the best way they know how. Sometimes people walk away more broken than they came, you mm. know, or the session wasn't very helpful, really. It didn't help to understand the problem. It didn't help to the individual to think through their problem and the individual to know how to manage their problem. It was just a Bible verse. 
and, and the prayer, which are good, but uh, don't really get to finding the solution. So empathy takes us a lot deeper in uh, asking questions and really listening with our heart and drawing people out to, to share more about their concern and to help people be in, uh, as they're sharing something with us, to actually have the space, the unhurried time in, in the context of the conversation with the pastor or with their friend, so they actually feel what's going on in their life, rather than just staying up in their head and trying to like fix it, but actually to experience it so that it becomes a relational process, and then this is m- uh, much more conducive to inviting God into the situation. You highlight a very important point. It is um, this kind of listening is more of a process. It's not a quick fix. Uh, by the time the individual comes, the pastor, for example, they ha- because they have a situation that's really heavy on them. And so, you know, it will take a bit of, uh, first of all, relation, creating a relationship of trust. And then it, it will require, like, you know, going to, into the depth you know, helping the individual to revisit the depth of the issue and, and begin to remember things, begin to analyze things, begin to think through things that have happened to them, the relationship between things that happened to them, and then begin to work out a path out of those situations. So the the listening, the listening that helps the individual to walk through that process is really what um, I as a pastor should is a skill that I as a pastor should have. Yeah, so we're really uh, talking about two different ways, that uh, two contrasting uh, and yet complementary ways to grow in our intimacy with God and to feel God's presence. Not that we would always feel God's presence, but uh, in a, a healthy pattern, there are times that in a healthy life and rhythm with God, uh, there are times that we are able to experience God's grace and God's love for us and uh, God's gentle guidance. And so the two ways are in uh, solitude and silence, where we're being quiet before the Lord, but then also in a relational conversation where we're uh, in a soul talk, where we're giving and receiving empathy. And this is the, the contrast of these rhythms is something that we really emphasize in our institute. You know, people go through different situations and um, difficult situations and, and sometimes very, very serious situations that lead to, you know, spiritual or, or physical health extremes. So people may crash spiritually or, or, or even health-wise because of some of the situations they're going through, political situations, economic, financial, you know, uh, family, health. So there are those situations that people have and go through this fallen world that require to to interact with each other and love one another and and uh, be open to one another and the Bible talks about you know carrying each other's burdens, so those, that's very important. And in uh, our African Rwandan culture, especially men do not have that kind of space. You know, men are supposed to be strong and brave, and um, they don't talk about their stuff. You know, you said there's this phrase about uh, the the tears <coughs> flow on the inside for men. Right, a proverb in Chinyarwanda. Which means a man's tears flow inside. So that means they're flowing where you never see the tears. But it is destructive. You mm-hmm. know, in the short run, the long run, it's really destructive. And so 
this whole talk is one way to kind of break that chain, provide opportunity for people to open up, you know, and so you, you can support each other through those situations. Your wife, Mary, might really appreciate your time at the Soul Shepherding Retreat. I, I know, Christy, you often hear that from the women, and that's, that's your experience as I've uh, learned to express my emotions. That's been very important for you. It has. Very important. It's increased my respect for you and my ability to love you well, to understand you better, and to know what your experience is inside, oh. and to know that you know you have the same kind of sufferings that I do internally. It's helpful that sense of we're together. I'm not alone, or I'm not, oh. I'm not too much, or there's nothing for me to feel ashamed of because of my emotions. Because you know, previously to you learning to feel them and express them, I felt like, you know, well, there's something wrong with me. Why can't I be as brave or, you know, as strong as he is? Yeah, so if one person in a relationship, whether it's marriage or friendship, or one person in uh, a group, a family, uh, a work group, a church group, if there's one person that's emotional and expressive of their emotions, but then the other is in their head or, or busy or not vulnerable, then the one who has the emotions will be vulnerable to feel like there's something wrong with me mm-hmm. you know I'm like too emotional or too needy or I'm a burden and feel embarrassed or ashamed about that when we as leaders uh, when we, we who are thinkers and doers and, and that's women and men but those types of personalities when we learn to uh, to slow down uh, to be still in God's presence to to be open in relationship with others and express our emotions it's it's very uh, bonding for all of us, not only our own self, but 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 the people that we're in relationship with, because uh, and it's a, always a surprise I think for those of us who are who are thinkers or doers or or leaders or very active or trying to be very strong, and then if we're vulnerable, and then someone like you, Christy, says, uh, "Wow, you know, I I feel close to you, I f- I feel connected to you, mm-hmm. and I care for you, and I, it helps me feel safe with you, and I actually respect you more." That's like uh, very surprising. Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> I don't know about you, Arissa, but I don't expect that um, I'm going to be respected more for my expression. Now, I have learned this in recent years, so now actually I, I know this is true. But in the, in the beginning years where I was learning to, to be more uh, feeling and more honest and verbalizing of my emotions, it was a big surprise to me that, that there were people that respected my courage and saw that as strong. You know... By expressing your emotion as a couple or as buddies, as friends, it is it is a way to provide an opportunity for the other to support you better through your emotions. You know, you talked about love you better, but also support you better. Because if if and we all go through, you know, those emotional times and we need a special we need special care and special support. And so it provides the opportunity for the other to provide the relevance you know, appropriate support during that emotional time. Now, if you don't express your emotions, they don't know what is happening in you, and so you don't get the support that you need. Yeah, so so good to talk with you, Arissa, and so appreciate your being on Soul Talks with us and very uh, encouraging to explore these different ways, especially the path of solitude and silence and the path of being emotionally honest mm-hmm. uh, in prayer and in relationship, that these are pathways that help us to feel God's presence and to know that God is near. Sometimes maybe we don't feel God's presence, but often we can 
And that's one of the, the great blessings that we experience in the Institute, Christy, is with people who experience a spiritual renewal of learning different, different ways and different experiences and, and finding the language of emotions and, and different ways of praying that foster this intimacy with Jesus and the Father. Thank you for listening, and we would love to have you join us sometime at a Soul Shepherding Institute. We've got new cohorts starting right around the corner, and you go to soulshepherding.org and learn more uh, or check the show notes here on the Soul Talks podcast, and you could be part of our community at our Soul Shepherding Institute retreats. Lord God, thank you so much for each uh, friend who is listening, and just pray, Lord, that you would use this conversation to draw us closer into your presence and learning how we can uh, experience your nearness and that through uh, quiet listening, through expressing our emotions, Lord, that we could uh, trust that your tenderness, your warm-heartedness is for me here and now. We could even even feel that and, and know that it's true. God, we pray your blessing on Arissa and uh, his church and ministry in Rwanda, for all the people of Rwanda, Lord, and we thank you for the great uh, things that you've been doing in the recent decades since the genocide to build this country up and to spread the gospel, and for more and more uh, men and women who are serving you as disciples of Jesus and are loving you, God, and loving their neighbors, and thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We have a fun soul shepherding resource for you, new with the release of Journey of the Soul. And these are called Soul Talk Cards. They're like a playing deck of cards. And for each of the Christ stages of faith that we talk about in Journey of the Soul, we have uh, eight different cards. And they're uh, very attractive, professionally designed. You got the symbol for the Christ stage on there. And then uh, you, you turn the card over and you see a Bible verse that relates to that stage of faith and a soul talk question. And so this is a great way not only to learn the stages of faith, but to share them with a friend and to get to know each other better, to share your stories. And, you know, it's just kind of fun to just pick a card at random and then uh, look at that. You could use it in your devotions or uh, in, in a small group. People could all share a response to the questions and uh, it's nourishing us in our journey with Jesus. So you'll find those on soulshepherding.org uh, in our store. These make a great gift for friends as well. It's been so fun to hear from so many of you who have read Journey of the Soul, the book or the leader guide, and uh, shared your thoughts with us, your experiences with us. Thank you so much. And just want to encourage you to go on Amazon and leave a star rating. It just takes literally seconds but it helps so many people to find the book and find the leader guide if you just uh, jump on there for, for each of those products and uh, just leave a quick star rating. And the bonus is if you want to leave a review, a short comment on how the book has helped you, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much for following Jesus with us and just letting us know about your experiences, your, your questions. It's so fun, especially on the journey of the soul. We've put so much into that book and so really appreciate your partnership with us in it. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org.